meditate, manifest, invest in you. Join me on my spiritual journey as I elevate myself and like-minded listeners to a higher level mentally, physically, and spiritually. Thank you for listening. This is Black Hippie Lounge, and I am your host, Chanel. So good evening. Welcome to Black Hippie Lounge. I'm your host, Chanel. And tonight's episode is titled You Cases Part 2, featuring my good friends and current nurses in both Boston and North Carolina. Their names are Estelle and LaShonda. So tonight they're going to give their perspective of healthcare from a Black woman's point of view and give us some insight. Um, so Estelle, LaShonda, welcome. And thanks for joining. Um, do you guys want to give us... Um, a little synopsis about yourselves and why you were interested in tonight's episode. Um, we'll start with you, Estelle. Hi, Chanel. Hi, LaShonda. Thank you for um, inviting us um, to join the podcast today. Uh, I'm really happy with um, being a part of this today, and I'm really proud of the work that you're doing, Chanel, with Black Hippie Lounge, creating this really vibrant space for us to discuss new ideas and um, a little background about me. I am currently a nurse working in Boston, and I think right now is such an important time to be talking about healthcare, considering all that's going on with this um, epidemic, pandemic. And so I, I have a lot of ideas, and I look forward to sharing those today with you all on the podcast. Thanks. All right, you, Shonda? Hi. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm Shonda. I am a ICU nurse here in Charlotte. Um, I'm excited to join the podcast today. Um, There's a lot going on right now, and everything is scary, and I look forward to seeing what everyone has to say. Nice. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, So we just have a couple of questions, and um, it would be good to just get you guys both ex- perspectives, especially because Shonda, you're down south versus Estelle, you're up here up north. So I'm sure it's a little different, um, you know, how things are going right now um, in the two different types of hospitals that you guys are in too. Um, so the first thing I want to ask is, what has your experience been like as a black nurse? Um, how long have you been a nurse and why did you choose to pursue this career? Um, I'll start with you, Shonda. Um, I've been a nurse since 2011. Um, yeah. So, down here, well, in Charlotte, I've been, well, first of all, I've been a nurse in Winston-Salem, and then I came to Charlotte. Winston-Salem and Charlotte, to me, is like two different worlds. Here in Charlotte, it's more, um, you don't see a lot of African-American nurses versus in Winston-Salem, you see a lot of them. Um, You are treated differently, maybe because it's closer to South Carolina. But, um, yeah, it's not a lot of black nurses here in Charlotte. You see them in other areas, but not actual RNs. Okay, also like CNAs and... Yeah, more like CNAs. You have a lot of, um, like, they do, I guess you could say specialties, like CHG doctors, but majority of them are, like, 
African, but like African American women, it's not a lot here in Charlotte. Okay. And what made you want to become a nurse? Um, well, my mom was a nurse. Okay. And I initially thought it was because I would say job security, but I will say this, I have been two different companies where I was laid off. So I can't really say job security anymore. All right, thank you. And then you're in school too, right? For to be a nurse practitioner, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So Estelle, what's your experience like being as a black nurse? Uh, similar to you, Lashonda, I you know work right now in Boston, and the hospital that I'm at, it's not really diverse. I mean, you'll say we're in the city, so you do see you know nurses of color, but it's few and far between. Um, I, you know, I, I, in my department in particular, I've been in, I've been in this particular department since January and I'm one of two black nurses out of like 30 something nurses. So it's like, you really don't see that that often. And it, it does kind of, you know, have an impact on you as a, as a nurse to not see people who favor you and, and race. You know, it could be a challenge and you're just kind of coming up against a lot of misconceptions with you know, these nurses, predominantly white nurses who might have their own ideas of who you are and even the patients who sometimes yeah. question your your education level and, you know, some things that you oh, know, yeah. that come up. Like, why are you asking me when I graduated or where I graduated from? I'm a nurse, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> these um, things come up, yeah. Right. And why did you choose to pursue this career? So similar to Lashonda, my mom's a nurse and the job security was definitely a pull. Um, I had my son and I, you know, really found that my maternal instincts kicked in and I wanted to provide. So, yeah, it just seemed like a natural fit to do something to give back and, you know, longevity with a career. Okay. Um, so the next question is, why is it important to have black female nurses? Um, start with you, Estelle. Well, you know, just to have some kind of representation, you know, I think a lot of times when we're thinking about career options, when we see people doing it who look like us, it makes it more attainable. And so I think for the next generation coming up behind us, they need to see more people who look like them doing this kind of work so that they know they have a place. And also because of the healthcare disparities in this country, we need advocates um, from our our background to advocate for us who know what our needs are in the community so that we have a seat at the table. We have somebody who can speak up for us when, you know, dis- these disparities come up. So I think that's where the most important issues lie is having people who can represent you. Right. Shonda, why do you feel like it's important to have more Black female nurses in healthcare? Um, I agree with the sale. Um, I feel like someone that's that's black, they'll feel more comfortable with having a black nurse. They can relate to them. They are more they're will they're more willing to be compliant mm-hmm. with their health versus someone that's just oh, they just tell you but then they're just like, uh, I really don't know about that. Because it's a lot of, we, 
our community have a lot of health issues and in this field I I feel like that they tell you oh you have diabetes you have hypertension you have all these things and it's like okay I have this but I'm not gonna listen because they don't tell you like the scary stuff they don't tell you the they just tell you oh you will die versus oh if you follow this plan I feel like a black nurse will take care of their own more versus someone else from the outside telling us if they see it like oh well because I get it all the time it's like oh you when I see like just a random person oh you're a nurse oh I'm so proud of you and they don't even know me so I think it I think it's more like the comfort level if they hear it coming from us they're more willing to comply versus someone just telling them and they'll be like oh okay whatever and you also feel like you I mean let me know if you guys agree but it's also like the tone too and like the attitude of yeah. the person yeah. definitely yeah. you know figure help the patient whether they're going to listen or not um, because if someone's yeah. treating you a certain way or judging you then already you're not going to like listen to what they're saying yeah yeah, like I had a, I had that come up recently where it was like I had a good rapport with a patient who was a black woman and then the white nurse who was like going to take over for me, she kind of like brushed off the woman's concerns in a way that, you know, the patient was comfortable with me. Mm. And it's like, you just yeah. ruined the whole vibe by coming in with that perception that her pain level wasn't what it was. Like, you know, and I, we serve as advocates for patients because a lot of times they think our pain threshold isn't what it is it's like they don't believe you and right. we need people to be like no what she's saying is what she's saying believe her you know what I mean like right. isn't, that what you, isn't that what you learn in school anyway that you're supposed to go with whatever the patient says their pain level is you're not supposed to make that decision for them or to like undermine because it's just like we had a good flow and it's just like when she came in she was casting doubt on the woman's you know you know symptoms and it's just you know we need more people who understand where we're coming from mm-hmm. or who are willing to you know what I mean yeah yeah because a lot because a lot of times our like what we need or what we feel like we need it get brushed under the yeah. rug like you said and I get I feel like they don't take us serious because when we I feel like even with myself I haven't went to a physician and I went to her for my migraine my high blood pressure she like legit told me I had to schedule another appointment for each problem I had I don't have that kind of time Mm -hmm. and my whole thing is like I work in the ICU I work with stroke patients if my if if my hypertension is causing my migraine, that can lead to me having a stroke. Okay. So I'd rather fix this hypertension now versus waiting down the line when I'm a patient in the hospital. Right. Yeah. And and when you do that, you create a space where patients don't feel like they can really say what's going on. Like, I mean, fortunately, you right. they'll doctor. be afraid to say. Yeah, they might hide it. They might just, you know, downplay it. They might just feel like nobody's going to take it serious. And that's not right. That's not what right. care should be. Right. Well, that makes sense. You kind of get that attitude of just like, forget it. I'll just keep it to myself, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've noticed. I noticed the gap in like the where the way African American people are treated. 
versus the way white people are treated. Mm-hmm. Like, hard, we hardly ever discharge people home from our unit. But when we do, it's, and when we get those, like, surveys that they have to do that, it's just, like, you can see the difference. Mm-hmm. And I, I have seen, like, a lot more African-American people end up coming back to the hospital for the exact same thing because something was missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And and the way like insurances work up, if if they come back within a X amount of days, then the insurance company is not going to pay for it. The taxpayers have to pay. For it. Right. And I think a lot of people, a lot of patients don't know that. They don't know that part of the system. Right. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's those are good points. All right. So the next question is: Has your work and school experiences made you change? your views on healthcare and how you take care of yourself um we'll start with you Estelle. Uh, yeah you know going through school it's like you learn so much about the different body systems and all that and it's like you really learn about being your own advocate because i think once you understand you have like health literacy you're able to understand where your needs are and how to speak up for yourself and i think that's something that we really need to educate the community about is like just being mindful of how to take care of yourself. I don't think a lot of people have a good understanding of how the body works and of, of how to take care of themselves outside of you know the, the healthcare system. And I think that's something that we really need to start bringing the point home is like nutrition is a big thing, you know? And just because of the, the circumstances, the way things run in this country, oftentimes people are at a disadvantage and they don't have access to a lot of resources. But from what we we learn in school, we need to learn how to share that in a way that is um, relatable to them in their daily lives, you know, and how to manage their health before it gets to a point where the healthcare system has to do it for them. Right. So I think just becoming an advocate and just kind of understanding where you can get more education, more understanding of how to take care of yourself before you get really sick. Right. Shonda, what about you? What's your experience been like? Or has it made you change the way you view healthcare and how you take care of yourself? Um, yeah, the way I take care of like my patients, I look as if it's my mother or my sibling or myself. Um, I try to like educate them as much as I can because a lot of a lot of our people don't know. They just don't know, and no one has sat down and explain it to them so if you continue to, I feel like if you continue to like give them that information and give it to them and give it to them and give it to them they'll be more willing to comply versus coming back for the exact same thing right and sometimes not even but um I, for, right? right and then not only that as far as myself like I don't when I go see my primary care physician which you probably know now but I don't off gate like, oh, I'm a nurse, I know this. I let her do her job, and then I tell her if she gets to the point where I feel like this is not working, I'll either switch or I'll be like, okay, this issue really needs to be solved, so I'm willing to see someone else. Because I have a son, I have to be here for my son. So that means I have to take care of myself and like, even with the past two years, it's been crazy with school and dealing with everything else. 
but it's like I overall did this for him and I want people that are the same color as me to be to like if me a single mother with basically no help can do this like you can do this too you have to be dedicated to right. it mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense you guys both actually have that and similar you guys both are nurses and you guys both have a son <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, that's those are good points though. Um, so do you feel like as nurses, it makes you want to stay more on top of your health as far as like making sure you schedule your annual appointments and like stuff like that too? Yeah, yeah because you have to be the example and it's like, you know, following through on, on things that are not feeling right early, you know? But I think sometimes too, as nurses, we kind of feel like, mm, I don't want to make a big deal of things because you know how it can get, but you still want to be the example though. Right. So I guess finding that balance of like when to go in and when to just yeah. kind of self-care. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So one more question. Um, any suggestions for young black women who want to follow in your career path? Or as far as like advice for schooling, like how should they, you have like, say you have, for example, a young woman, she's a freshman in high school and she knows that she really wants to be a nurse, but she's just not sure where to start, what she should be doing for herself. Um, what advice would you give her? We'll start with you, Shonda. Um, well, I will say this. It's a lot cheaper doing it through a community college whole life mm-hmm. <laughs> because you will get in a lot of unnecessary debt and if you go through a community college starting off just by the financial aid that they offer you're more than likely able to pay for it without coming out with loans then you can go online and get that BSN like right now nursing like going to nursing school it's not as competitive as it was when I initially started because there was a, a wait list and I had got a whole different degree before I even got into nursing school. So I would say start at a community college and get in that way and then like go online and do the BSN and then continue to climb up because like even because I think like the financial aid or like the loan cap is like 60000 so yeah I mean you can do it I've I've had I know people that like did it that way and the, a girl that um graduated last August with uh her NT she's a CHG doctor now well a CHG NP and she um she came out of like grad school without any student loans. Oh, that's amazing. So, versus me, <laughs> you and everybody else. It's but yeah, I say student debt. Right, <laughs> right. I say I'll say you know, like be willing to start small and work your way up because a lot of people that's going to the four-year colleges, they're not. I mean, to me based off like based pay wise and from what I know and all the systems that I the healthcare systems I work for it 
whether you have an ADN or a VSN, a lot of those hospitals, those major hospitals, they pay the same. And then they just require you to get your VSN within an X amount of years. Right, and you can do that online. So if I would, if it, yeah, if I would have known that I could get an ADN and then go back for my VSN. And mind you, I've started nursing since I was a nurse in 2011. And I came here to Charlotte in 2016. And when I found out nurses here made the exact same thing that I made, and I have way more experience than them, and I have a bachelor's on top of that, I was like, no, that was okay. <laughs> And then you have new grads coming out making the exact same thing. So I feel like if you start from the bottom and work your way up, especially now being it's not really competition, like they're accepting students left and right. So I totally agree. It would be more easier. Yeah. I also would recommend like any like high school student who's like interested in nursing to volunteer at a hospital, really get a feel for what the profession entails you know maybe um you know interview some nurses if you get a chance you know maybe just kind of get a feel for what it really is get a job as a cna if possible or you know yeah yeah. just so you can see firsthand what it takes and what specialties you're drawn to before you make that final commitment i think but I agree with you that, you know, the associate degree is definitely a, a great option. You're cutting down on your debt. We need nurses left and right. There's a workforce that is, you know, getting older. They're going to keep, it's a profession that's going to keep bringing on new people. So you do not have to go into a whole bunch of debt to become a nurse. You know, I agree with you all the way with that, Lashawn. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely what you both of you guys the goal is to just try to come out as with as little debt as you can, uh, basically. Um, and like you said, you kind of start small and build your way up. There's no rush. Um, you can always keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for that. Um, so I guess to wrap it up, just any do you guys, just based on how things are at both of your jobs, do you have any type of uh, suggestions for people um, right now as far as like coronavirus, like any say, any tips of how to stay healthy or what they should be practicing? I know we're supposed to practice social distancing and um, I know up here, at least in Massachusetts, they've told people that they should be wearing masks. Um, so I guess, do you guys have any other suggestions for people? Concerning the coronavirus, uh, we'll start with you, Estelle. Well, you know, just follow the guidelines. You know, the hand washing and the social distancing, like you mentioned, and also just being like healthy at home too. Like making sure your immune system is on point because a lot of these viruses can attack uh, a strong immune system. So just making sure you're on top of your vitamins, you're on top of your self care, you're, you know, eating right, you know, and getting outside and doing some exercise if possible but you know obviously keeping those distancing guidelines but it's just like I think as a country we really need to understand how to take care of our bodies so that we can understand how a virus can attack and that's something I really am becoming more passionate about as I'm seeing this you know pandemic 
like on the news daily. It's, you know, you're seeing the numbers of how many people in our community are dying of this virus. It's just, we need to, we need to get better about taking care of us. And really those of us who have that knowledge to share it with others, because it's, it's bad and it's going to get worse. Right, yeah, the number the number of African American people who have died yeah. up here is very high. They yeah. you know, I saw that on the news too. And I'm sure in down south too, um, the numbers are high. Yeah. I, yesterday when uh, we were going over the numbers at our evening huddle, like in North Carolina, forty four percent of the people that has passed away from the coronavirus mm. is African American. There's so many factors of why those numbers are high. You know what I mean? We could go on and on about that. But definitely, like you said, both of you said, just like having the knowledge and taking things. I think the biggest thing is like people need to start taking it serious. I think a lot of people do kind of just brush it off and think, is it, think is it a joke or I don't have to, you know, I'm fine. You know, there, I remember in the beginning, there was this theory that black people couldn't get it. <laughs> you know, um, people were believing that. And it's like, even if that is just like, it's your life so take precaution as much as you can yeah. um, like you said you, you're coming home to your family you know there are kids and you don't want to infect other people or just infect yourself so the best thing is to just be safe and sorry I would say yeah um, yeah, yeah. Um, alright guys thank you so much for coming on I'm going to end with a, um, a quote that I feel like kind of ties into this topic and kind of what you guys were talking about um, it is the is black women can do anything we've proven that time and time and time again and that is from a woman named Tarana Burke she's the civil rights activist who started the Me Too movement and I feel like that kind of just highlights or supports what you guys talked about today just how you know black women were so strong and we can do anything that we want to do and um, we can be a strong force um, in any field but especially within healthcare and that we need to just keep educating ourselves and each other and supporting each other and um, trying to get some more black women and black women nurses, more black women in healthcare. We want to see more, like you said, itself, more representation. Um, and like you said, Shonda, also just like having that, that person that you know you can feel comfortable talking to, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's definitely an important factor and I thank you guys so much again for you know offering your experiences and your um your insights to this topic um I know you guys are probably very tired from you know working out there on the front line and we definitely thank you guys for that just putting yourselves out there and just know that you guys are definitely appreciated um and admired for your work so, round of applause to you guys. Thank you for having us. Um, <laughs> thank no you. No problem. Um, yeah, like I said, thank you guys for coming on. And um, this is Black Hippie Lounge. You guys can, listeners can follow and listen on any social platform like Instagram or Twitter at Black Hippie Lounge. And um, this episode will be available on all platforms tonight. Um, so, thanks again, Estelle. And thank you, LaShonda. Um, you guys have a good night. You too. Thank you, Chanel. Okay. No problem. Thanks, Chanel. Good night. Good night.